0: Do you want to meet myself and Ollie
1: Davis of Wrestle Ramble fame? Well you can do just that by joining us at Wrestling Media Con on September 8th and 9th from the Bowlers Exhibition Centre in Manchester, England. Ollie and I will be doing a live episode of Wrestle Ramble, as well as signings and photos, but that's not all. Wrestling Media Con will have shows from Cultaholic, Inside the Ropes, Wrestling with Regret, Don Callis, Botchamania, Art of Wrestling, Sean Waltman and more. There will also be the first ever Wrestling Media Hall of Fame and wrestling shows from Impact Wrestling, where they will be taking on the best the UK has to offer, and Revolution Pro Wrestling, featuring the legendary Jushin Thunder Liger defending his British J Cup crown. Tickets are on sale now, so head over to WrestlingMediacon.com. That's WrestlingMediacon.com.
2: Support Wrestle Talk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Surprise, surprise, Will Ospreay is awesome. I'm Ollie Davis, this is Luke Owen. Welcome to our Wrestle Ramble post show review of WOS Wrestling Episode 4. Where we finished the episode and we both sat back, looked at each other and went, that was actually my favourite episode so far. Yeah, I was really, I was just watching you thinking like, God, that was good.
1: God, that was good.
2: Oh, that was good. And then at the end of it, I was like, yeah, that really was my
1: favourite episode.
2: Yeah, and it's like what, that, like, as long-time viewers of Talk will know, we value consistency more than anything. And this was like the... There weren't any big standout moments, there was no new men's or women's champions crowned, there was no WOS uh, injury angle like we had last week with Crater, it was just four solid segments which were all really enjoyable. And I I feel like, so this is a ten episode series, the first three episodes are out of the way, now we're in the middle portion of this overarching narrative. And this was the first time I really got a sense that this is a living, breathing universe, and I know where characters and wrestlers are featured in in overall prominence. Like, here's your main eventers, here's your sort of mid-carders, and sometimes they cross-pollinate, here's the tag division, but sometimes they can go over here, here's your women's division. I felt like everything is now laid out really solidly and i i just really like that when it when isn't it nice when things just work as the old honda commercial used to say yeah because they're obviously setting up things like uh, Justin sizem and his quest
1: to become w o s champion off of the uh, the heinous rampage you've got the tag title situation and they also use that then to kind of create this this narrative that we were talking about last week of like who was going to be the one to defeat crater and it looks like it might be davy boy or Grado Or Grado Absolutely And then they had the women's segment in there as well And you just had a really really good match Between Will Ospreay and Martin Kirby
2: Which I, I, I thought was awesome Well let's talk about that Because uh, Martin Kirby I would say Is in that mid-card area yeah. Of of World of Sport Sorry WOS And sometimes Crater's in there as well I guess because he doesn't need a title You've got Robbie X and those ladder match guys Uh but um Will Ospreay is a bit of a rogue because I feel like he's been presented as just this special attraction who exists outside the promotion. He's like their Brock Lesnar. Yeah. He's just brought in when they need him. Yeah, special attraction matches and because he's only this is only his second appearance in two uh, four four episodes. He was on the first one, of course, he wrestled that great match against Davy Boy Smith Jr. And it's like he's yeah, he just he just appears, has a great match, isn't really involved in any storylines. But, good God, this is not the New Japan Will Ospreay. This is not the indie wrestler Will Ospreay. This is, and this is the big proviso for all of WOS, this is mainstream ITV appeals to the vast amount of people as you possibly can. Your mum and dad. Will Ospreay version. And I just, I watch him... And I can't help but see him through a kid's eyes watching this on Saturday afternoon and just go, I want to be this guy. Yeah, absolutely. He's just got
1: he's got cool tights. He's got cool hair. He's just got presence about Mm. him. I've always I've always been a big mark for Osprey and he's just so watchable. And when you see him do all these big flippy doos dos and stuff... you And, like, they keep saying on commentaries, like, I've never seen things like this. And if you've watched a thousand Will Ospreay matches, then, yeah, more likely you have seen a lot of the stuff that he does. But, yes, yeah, somehow, every time Will Ospreay does it, you're like, God, that's impressive. God, that's yep. amazing. I've seen a lot of the stuff he did in this match live, in colour, in person. And I was watching this going, like, God, that's good.
2: God, but, that's cool. There was a bit when Mark, uh, Martin Kirby was going for his Zoidberg elbow, so he's walking across the second rope... And I thought, okay, he might hit this. And I was getting worried here like, ah, oh, really? On the second outing for Osprey, you're going to beat him again? And as much as I love Martin Kirby, he's not positioned as a top guy. And that means you'll be. I get it, because if Osprey isn't around all the time, you want to elevate your own guys. But then out of nowhere, Osprey jumps up, Hurricane Rana, off that second rope, standing Hurricane Rana. And I was just like, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> w- well, Osprey's amazing. Uh, so I just—it's yeah. not just the moves for me because he's always been able to do the moves. And back when he started in pro, when when I first became familiar with him in progress, liked it before it was cool. He could always do all that stuff, and I was like, he's lacking something else for me. I really appreciate the talent, but in the last couple of years, he's just got the mannerisms and character down. And it's little bits like when he's posing on the turnbuckle at the end, yeah. and he does like a little point. It's just everything is perfect with him yeah he is
1: super super cool he is like i don't know man it's just i think he's wicked i love the one man spanish fly and oh, i think yeah. that he is spanish fly has become like the new it's move in wrestling it's the move that everyone does but it dot
2: dot dot spanish, spanish fly, fly.
1: <laughs> it's, it's become the new dive but i do think that there is few that do it better mm. than will Ospreay. and in fact i think he might be the tippity top of who does the one man spanish fly
2: He's the tippity top of most moves, pretty much, to yeah. do the best of. However, that and and like that, this is a good segue. So I'm going to just go straight into this oh, rather than like it. Will Ospreay being a a potential title contender and how he can be used going forward. But that was not the best move of the episode. No, it was not. The best move came from Justin
1: Sizer. I was going to say his leaping spear through the ropes.
2: Himself, no <laughs> slouch when it comes to athleticism and gymnastics and stuff. The man's. It, insanely talented for his size and shape he what well, so it's nathan Cruz in the ring and justin Sizem has just been chucked onto joe hendry like that was a, a big, horrible a looking horrible bump. looking bump and then justin walks up the ramp and i was like is he walking out here turns round, looks at nathan in the ring runs down the ramp leaps off the floor up there's no trampoline there sincara style through the second rope spear onto nathan he got his legs caught, but that yeah. just made it look even better for some reason. I was gonna
1: say it wasn't the prettiest looking move, but holy <laughs> heckins, was that impressive! Like that is the sort of thing that makes you stand up and go, "Like, whoa!" Yeah, because he is a big boy. He is he is jacked to the gills, son. W O S, where
2: the big, <laughs> big boys <laughs> come to play.
1: He is jacked to the gills, and he is just like uh, literally superhuman at times. Yeah. Like I know yeah. that's his it's gimmick. His gimmick, gimmick and stuff. Yeah, I know it's his gimmick, but he. He is the sort of person where you look at him and go like, "Yep, I buy into your gimmick. Mm. You are a you are quite literally a living superhero."
2: So that was the the three way in the main event, which was kind of to position a, a number one contender for Rampage's title. And originally, it was just in Sizem, Adam Maxted, and Joe Hendry. And this is what I like about WOS now, like that uh, they've got to this bit where Maxted and Cruz can come out. And I'm like, they're a tag team, and it also makes sense for one of them, like. They're a unit, so one of them's come out to help the other one in the three-way. I just like all interconnected storylines and characters in- interacting with each other. But I said I was like, <laughs> oh, it's a shame that it's Maxted in this three-way because Cruz is like I really like Cruz as a wrestler. And he's so familiar with the other two guys
1: yeah, as well. Like, yeah, They they could probably have this match with their eyes closed.
2: Yeah, and then lo and behold, as soon as I say that, Cruz turns to Maxted and says, "Hey, you're really pretty. That's not." jeopardize that face let me wrestle in your place and max Ted's like yeah right <laughs> okay. it was it was the almost perfect timing it was like mm.
1: it's almost as if you knew it was going to happen
2: I must say though as as thankful as I was that Cruz was in this match because I like him a lot uh I was like was that the best way to do this this is like a number one contender positioning match and then you the guys just like no no you go for it I get what yeah. they were trying to do I just thought maybe it should have Maybe like Sizem and Hendry should have beaten up Maxted a bit first if Maxted was trying to do some shenanigans, and that's when Maxted like, "Whoa, whoa, I'm not going to be a part of this." Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah steps I, can, it. I can hear you. I just thought it was a bit weird.
1: But they are that sort of tag team that just like it doesn't matter which one of us is champion because we'll both be champion. Mm. Yeah, I mean, which you know, it's it's what uh, Shah Samuels was saying to us when, we, inter- when we interviewed him about a uh, rampage
2: <laughs> being champ. Yeah, but that was a that a really. Terrifically
1: enjoyable three-way I thought It might be my favourite match of the evening I yeah. really, really enjoyed it More
2: than the Osprey match I think so I really, really enjoyed that triple threat well, that, That's the great thing like, There's three matches on here That are all really great For different reasons You've got the Osprey high flying The three-way heavyweight stuff And then Grado's comedy In the tag <laughs> match And actually quite a nice story Told throughout that Little eight-minute piece of action yeah. I thought that was really good But back to Will Osprey what like how? I because he wasn't really announced as this. He's not been positioned in the main event as someone who's going for titles. It, I feel like him and maybe it's because the first episode had a special attraction match. That's that was how it was built against Osprey and Davy Boy Smith Jr. So I don't feel like that. Even though they were both back on this episode, I don't feel like they're proper members of the roster. Mm-hmm. But watching Osprey in this in this match. I was like, just put him put him against Rampage. You, you yeah, Rampage yeah. versus Osprey. And it, you've got to wonder what deal they
1: have with Osprey, mm. I suppose, because he's a man who has got multiple commitments all over the world, not the least of which is New Japan, of whether they could have him in that position to be able to want to push as one of their top guys or if it's they, they've essentially just got a deal with him that is, you can come in and we'll do a few shows with you, do a few matches, as a way to help us. Help us promote the show a little bit. Yeah. It's because you are such a recognisable name.
2: Yeah, and you bring in that other side of the wrestling audience. Exactly, yeah. Because this is, you know, like we always say, ITV, 5pm, very mainstream products. Yeah. But we want to satisfy that online wrestling audience as well. Online is such an outdated term. <laughs> Everyone's online! <laughs> All but- those internet fans... Oh, so you're just referring to pretty much everyone in the Western yeah. world. You can't really say that everyone is online, because there's lots of homes in the
1: uh, States that are not online and don't have access to the internet.
2: Really? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of uh, places in the United
1: States that are on, still on 56k dial-up. <laughs> That's still the internet. Well, and there are those, I mean, those are the lucky ones.
2: Get off the phone, Mum! <laughs> I want to go on the internet. Anyway. I'm trying to download pictures of Nev Campbell, Mum.
1: Yeah, uh, an insight that, into, is, that <laughs> is retro. That was an insight into <laughs> 1998 Luca there. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, so Osprey, I really do hope they they bring in as an actual regularly because yeah. he could, he's top, he's already top material. He is so well, like he everyone's good on this show. We're big fans of them all, but Osprey just in performance and character, the way he carries himself, is just he's so polished. Yeah, really, really is, and I I,
1: I think that if this was the sort of thing, if they could go to the you know, what they want to do with this, which is to do it as a weekly, weekly thing. Mm. I and, and you could get Osprey in there, maybe that's when you want to start like pushing him as a top guy. Because if it's if Osprey's the kind of guy that you have in your roster, he is a guy you want to be pushing.
2: Yeah, and if he's pushed right and to the top in like a really good program, I genuinely believe in for for Britain, he's a ratings mover and if it did become a live touring product, a ticket seller. Absolutely. People, I would I would I if Will Ospreay's on a card, I am more likely to go to that wrestling show or watch that wrestling show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There have been times where you and I have gone to wrestling shows and then I've discovered that Will Ospreay is on the on the card and I'm like, oh, even better. Yeah. I was really looking forward to the show anyway. But now I get to see
2: an Osprey match. I'm even more excited. There are a few names that will sell a card on one name alone and it is for for me it's like it's Osprey, Bucks, Omega. Zach. Uh Marty. Yeah. Marty and Zach, yeah. And Ishii at the moment, Keith oh, yeah. Lee's gone. Yeah, yeah, uh, but like gone, you know, yeah. I've seen I've seen Matt Riddle and he's he's gone. But yeah, those Actually, guys I'd still yeah, like I still like to say, go and see. Matt and Jeff Cobb would probably sell me on tickets yeah. as well. Uh, but yes, the other part of the shows uh, was Kaylee Ray versus B Priestley and a women's title match to kick things off, which was which never really got going because it was more angle. Viper came down and she took out both women, and then Aisha made her WOS debut. Yeah. So now the women's division is four people. Nice way to steadily, incrementally build the division of personalities. And I said to you, I was like, oh, okay, two heels come out and they're beating up two baby, well, not baby faces, but two other female wrestlers. I wonder where this is going. Ha ha, I'm Ollie Davis. I know everything about wrestling. Stu Bennett gets up and goes, here we go. And he goes, well, let's make this. An over-the-top battle royal for next week, <laughs> and it's for the title. And, huh. you, and you went, "Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> okay, I did, didn't expect that." So that's uh, that's that's a match that's happening next week. Yeah, be a weird. I'm not really a fan of over the, like for the title as well. An over-the-top yeah, match, yeah, I'm, I'm gimmicky
1: with four people as well. I'm, I'm
2: just I'm, make it a four-way.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking mm. as well. I guess like it, battle royal is still one of those terms that you can use to be like, "Oh my god, a battle royal!" I remember when the WWE Network launched and like you if you just go and watch the stream they would just they'd have random stuff on there and they had some footage from a wrestling show that must have been, like, the 50s, maybe, or maybe even earlier than that. And the commentator on there was talking about that this was a battle royal, and he was like, there are eight ambulances outside ready for when people get thrown out because this is such a dangerous match. And I was watching that bit of commentary, I was like, god, wrestling's changed, hasn't it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> wrestling's cut. changed all the time. Hard cut to SummerSlam 2000 TLC match. <laughs> yeah, no. What happened here? <laughs> <laughs> what was in that hard cut? Uh, but then we got uh, Grado... Uh, So one of the the sort of one of the storylines going throughout the night off of last week is Stu Bennett says you can be in the last quarterfinal of the tag team tournament. It's to Grado. Yeah, to Grado. Sorry. If you find a tag partner and it just set up a nice thing of Grado coming out, not having a tag partner. He's up against Crater and Robbie X who were only lumped together for masked reasons, uh, because they both wear masks. Oh, well, you are right there, masked reasons. Masked <laughs> reasons.
1: And it was great as well, because Grado was there in the ring, and Stu Bennett's there laughing at him because he doesn't like Grado, and he said, I'm going to give you one last chance, mate. And uh, and he says to him, like, he goes, Grado's like, I couldn't find anybody, apart
2: from this guy! Yeah. It was a Nobody. really... body. <laughs> it was a body
1: little swerve. Yeah. Grado is the... Living... I'll tell you, big man. <laughs> Grado is the living in Bonham. You've seen that, Um, uh, the girl from Brave... You know she's in uh, *Wreck-It Ralph* 2. Okay. And there's an image of her. She's in the trailer and she says a lot of things in with her thick Scottish accent. And I was like, can anyone understand her? That's become a meme now for people around Scotland of just posting really lengthy, like Scottish phrases mm. that no one understands. Yeah, Grado is the living embodiment of that. Yeah,
2: it's but it's he's so great at And in the match, there's this such a good comedy spot. It really made us both cackle when Crater's tagged in and Grado tags out immediately he walks up and then he goes nope yeah and, and turns around and tags out again so davy gets in and he does a few sort of shoulder blocks but neither man's going down and grado's like actually yeah that's a good idea i'm gonna have a go tags himself in riles up the crowd gets them chanting bounces off one rope off another off another and then goes straight into crater Sells it like he's dead. Just looking up at the sky <laughs> I was look- straight. I was looking for a gunman on the grassy knoll. He, ah. he
1: was—he just fell down so hard. It was it very really, good. really, really made me laugh. It was a really odd pairing for Robbie and Crater because Robbie's very much a babyface. And when he came out, I was like, oh my God, are they... It's Robbie Heal now.
2: Yeah, yeah. but Because the crowd booed.
1: Yeah, but they were they were booing Crater. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it was a really odd pairing, but it's a pairing that was never meant to last. And again, it was kind of to set up this storyline of who is going to stop Crater. And as I said at the end there, it really felt like they were setting it up that it's going to be Davy Boy. is going to be the one to face Crater. Probably, you know, maybe in episode 10. You have that as one of your big final closing angles.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a really... Nicely done little match because when, yeah, when they both came out, I thought, well, that's a bit lazy. Uh, Just like I did in the segment before, I was like, here we go, tag match. But actually, the way they told it throughout the action with Robbie, always, he he shook hands with Credo. Robbie was always clearly the babyface and someone who was morally upstanding. And he was trying to tag, but Credo would never tag in unless he wanted to. Yeah, and it wasn't until the end where crater essentially abandons robbie by turning his back and after so robbie loses crater gets in the ring to beat robbie x up some more but the baby faces unite and say no you leave robbie x alone and just again 5pm itv lots of kids watching this that's a great thing to see that's what i would you know that's what i like kids to watch yeah where the baby face promotion well stu bennett but it's kind mm-hmm. of like the morality is in the right place uh, as opposed to other wrestling products, WWE, who you really, really are skewered and you like they treat the heels are treated like actually they're the cool ones.
1: And it was really like cleverly played throughout the match as well of sort of teasing the showdowns between Davy Boy and uh, mm. Crater. And actually, I thought the whole match was structured really, really well. Very, odd, I, I found it a bit discombobulating it to start with. Discombobulate because. It was Robbie X and Crater, which, and it did feel like, well, you two lads are together because you're both wearing masks. But it did actually turn into quite a nice mm. story as, as it went on. I, I was, I was a fan. I really
2: enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, like we said, our favourite episode so far mm. because consistency which means the next one should be even better. That's your midpoint of the season. we a big angle to start setting well, things up for the final half. During the outro, they were
1: teasing Crater's match next week, and you can hear a line from Alex James, like, we've reinforced the ring.
2: Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs>